Hey everybody, welcome to Dreamloop Devcast. It's a lovely sunny late afternoon in Finland and uh, we are finally getting some rays of sunlight in this northern kingdom, which is not really a kingdom, but <laughs> I like that word, so I use it. That's, that's a good intro. Never what, he's trying a to say, what he's trying to say is that we don't really have any topic to talk about, so we're trying to figure it out as we go. Weather yeah, we're just always... using our, our our sexy voices to cover up for that fact. Yeah. So. And weather talk, is always yourself. always a good topic. <laughs> so, what's your favorite weather system in games? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, good. Yes. Good one. Good one. Everybody has That's most likely a modded one. Mm. Uh, maybe. So, are we going to talk about God and Skyrim again? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dreamloop Skyrim cast. We I think Dark Souls has very good weather. <laughs> it's a dark source of weather systems. <laughs> yeah. Does it even have yeah. a dynamic weather system? I don't think so. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. Uh, not, not, not that I know of. And uh, actually, uh, to answer Villa's, Villa's question, um, how is it that uh, in Bethesda games, I feel like if it starts to rain and I try to pass the time to wait for the rain to end, and I go to sleep. The rain will still continue, if I, even if I sleep like seven or eight hours. Yeah, it, that, that whole system seems to be a little bit weird in how it works. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I seem to notice the same thing too. I think it might be that the event for stopping it doesn't fire if you don't actually move to a different area or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you fast travel, then it usually stops, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you mm-hmm. go to a cave and come out of it. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. That's, yeah. that's the thing now, because I've been playing... Um, with mods and I have this weather mod so whenever I go inside they like they've changed um, the sound of like rain hitting the you know mm-hmm. ceiling and for some reason it has this effect this like where like the sound like the hum kind of like drops in pitch like and it's kind of like the shepherd tone type of thing where it's infinite dropping you know like it oh. fades in another loop that again drops and it's super noticeable like there's almost like a <laughs> you know pitch it's really weird and I'm not sure if it's like I have some conflicting mods or whatever, but it's super annoying because it's super compressed sound and it's kind of like, like <laughs> you know, it's hard to describe, but it has like an actual note to it. It's very, very irritating. So I try to not be inside when it's raining. Mm. Yeah, it's a feature. <laughs> it's a feature of, of probably one of the mods that I have. Yeah, but that's like a recurring thing to me. Mm. I mean, I feel like even if I fast travel, the, the rain even still continues. And this is the same thing in like in Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, like Oblivion. And, you know, if I try to roleplay in those games and pass the time, like sit on a chair and wait. And then the rain still continues. I'm like, well, I, well, I waited for 14 hours, so I guess I got to continue <laughs> but, the quest already. But, you know, that is actually very realistic. So if you actually are at home and you want to go outside and it's raining and then you start waiting for the rain to end, it never ends. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's a, it's but, you can't fa- but you can't just like wait in the same way in real life that you can in, in Skyrim. So I guess that it had to gamify it a little bit. So <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, very authentic. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, realistic. Um, but that's systems. that's also an interesting point, though, about weather system is like that you would want to wait, for example, when it rains, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like that's, uh, I mean, it's it's turning into a Skyrim cast again, but like <laughs> it's one of those things where like certain certain you know weathers and and especially like during night when it's raining, it gets super dark. I mean, this is not necessarily uh, just a Skyrim thing, but in, in general, that's an interesting thing because sometimes that can be super annoying. Mm. And, and it feels to me it's super divisive because some people love it that, you know, it's when it's night, it's super dark and you can't really see. And stuff. But then for some people, it's like, oh, I guess I'm going to wait and try to, you know, get rid of this. It's just annoying. Mm. I've noticed that I usually in, in these games, usually uh, don't, go, don't travel out when it's nighttime or raining because it's just... Uh, well, you can't see anything when it's dark, and it's very um, everything looks so gray and dull when it's raining. So it's much nicer to go out when it's sunny or maybe a bit overcast. Or uh, especially in uh, in Witcher Three, I like to go um, uh, traveling during the sunset and uh, mm. uh, dawn. Because yeah, it's so pretty. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, in Witcher, Witcher for me it was too like I I want to you know 
big moving when it's it's nice nice weather and I can mm-hmm. see where where I'm going or whatever. In Bethesda games, I tend to go around during the night because I like to play sneaky characters and it's easier to sneak during the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually that sunset or sunrise thing is a, is a it's a bit of a theme in actually in racing games. For some reason, when whenever you have variable time of day in racing games, they and then you have like developers uh, choosing when when your races are, for example, they are always on sunrise or a sunset because everything the lighting looks looks very nice. Mm-hmm. But it, as a as a as a driver, it's it's horrible because the sun sun is hitting your face basically. Yeah. You can't see anything. Long shadows and ah, uh, you're missing your braking points and, <laughs> and everything. Then, it's it's horrible. And then if the game also has like if if, um, if during the night time it has been raining and there's like puddles of water everywhere and then the sun is uh, rising and then it shines your eyes like yeah. the sun itself sun, uh, shines in your eyes and then the puddles of water also make this uh, like glare and then mm. everything is just white on screen and you can't see anything of or course it's realistic that? but still <laughs> or what's that effect on asphalt when it's like um super hot and it's like mm-hmm. you know the the like yeah. light reflects off the surface as if there's water but there isn't really water i'm not sure right. if there's a it's not heat haze; it's a mirage, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it, it would be a mirage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the. Now that Kimo mentioned uh, racing games mm-hmm. and weather systems, I just remembered something really old. Uh, the first weather system that I ever saw was in a racing game called Ultimate Race Pro. That's from 1998. Never heard. And I I I got a demo of that uh, along with a 3D effects. Uh, like a graphics accelerator card. Mm-hmm. That was my first uh, GPU ever, and uh, that game has a weather system that it turns. Well, it's not so much of a weather system to be precise. It's more like day and night system. Mm-hmm. But I think you can see some some weather weather things happening as well. And uh, uh, well, that was I was pretty amazed to see it happen in, inside the game it's not it's not even nearly like realistic how fast it changes but it doesn't it doesn't matter it was pretty cool to see for the first time oh, so it was dynamic yeah yeah oh, that's that's pretty interesting so you, you start a race and during the third lap it's already nighttime uh, yeah like yeah i mean i mean that that's 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 the way i re- uh, remember it and i'm pretty sure it was that way but uh actually i'm looking through some youtube videos of the game and it's it's not changing so maybe i'm just remembering <laughs> it but maybe like, it was a, uh, like you said it was a demo with the graphics card so it yeah might it might be just yeah. like some possible bull yeah. shots yeah, but yeah. Go, going back to the like the original question about the <laughs> nicest nicest weather systems, um, I, I could say that uh, the the recent recent uh, like the top top system in, in any game I think it has been in the Project Cars 2. They they have this system where they actually simulate how how water uh, like drains and runs over the surface of the track. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is rather impressive i haven't That's played really it myself play. yeah i haven't played it myself of course the the areas are quite contained because mm-hmm. they're racetracks uh, but still it's it's pretty impressive that they they actually went went on and <laughs> did a simulation about how actually what water, water absorbs and runs over the over the asphalt mm-hmm. yeah other one that has similar things is the breath of the wild which actually has these areas where when it's raining, the water level will rise and mm-hmm. there will be like a sort of a lake there. And when it's it stops and it takes a little time, the water goes away and like uh, the ground from underneath the water is shown again. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and there's a lot of lots of these like uh, the <clears throat> weather itself actually changes how you play the game. Uh, which is something that doesn't happen too often. For example, in Skyrim, it doesn't make any any difference if you don't have like the Frostfall mod, or if yeah. you don't have. There's in Vanilla even. I think there's the perks where in Destruction that certain magic deals more damage if it's raining or like lightning magic deals mm-hmm. more damage if it's raining or whatever. But yeah. it's completely inconsequential. Yeah, yeah I, I remember from from Final Fantasy XII, they had this 
same system that, uh, for example, you would have when it was raining, you would have different enemies and um, different spells would do different damage and work on different enemies as well. So yeah, that's that's something that was there as well. Yeah, but that like Nintendo system actually sounds really good. I, I really, really need to play Breath of the Wild too because it sounds like it has so many of these cool little polish things. Which mm -hmm. tends to be what Nintendo does really well is just they yeah. they make games where every single piece is very polished and they fit together really well. Yeah, for me it was just a marvel of uh, some very interesting designs and just a shit ton of polish. But then for me, I, I couldn't play the game for too long because it it had the problems of an open world game for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it didn't really uh, grab my interest as much as I was hoping. But yeah. I guess, I guess I have to at some point go back to it and see if it if if it uh, give it another chance because I went to it after playing like thirty hours of Witcher three, <laughs> and well, they are a bit different experiences. But they are still both open world games, so. mm -hmm. and I I would think that Witcher puts you into like a very specific mindset. And then mm -hmm. kind of like try to transition from that mindset to a different yeah. game. I, yeah, because I, I felt the biggest thing from the open world thing that I was getting bored with uh, Breath of the Wild was that the like uh, any of there wasn't any like interesting uh, stories with the quests mm. that were happening. It was just like, oh, I dropped my basket of mushrooms here. Could you grab me a new mushrooms? It's like okay. <laughs> uh, if that was Witcher, there would be some backstory that he needed the mushrooms to cure cure uh, someone's daughter. But if you get the mushrooms, then it actually happens to be poisonous and yeah, something, something like, like this. Or, or the other way around, that it's like some symp sympathetic like grandma character that seems super mm -hmm. nice, but actually she's a witch and she's yeah. going to poison somebody if you collect the mushrooms. But if you don't collect the mushrooms, then something else bad happens mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, like you just girls just can't win. Yeah. <laughs> and well, <laughs> I mean, they they are made made for a completely different audience. Mm. So and I guess the um, the devs were concentrating on very different things. But it would still be nice to have some some sort of like a middle ground type of a thing, like a mm -hmm. game where the story content, so to speak, and the characters are not entirely inconsequential. Well, I mean, okay, I haven't played Breath of the Wild, and it's Nintendo, so they are not going to be necessarily entirely inconsequential, but they are not going to actually be that deep as characters. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be there, they're going to have nice designs, stuff like that, but they are, there's not going to be like morally ambiguous decisions or anything like that. It's just going to be, you know, I, I am this is this is I am this character and this is how I talk and I have this this one specific quirk of animation or whatever and I'm yeah. going to send you out to collect mushrooms or whatever. But that's as deep as it goes. It would be nice to have something where you can like kind of get a little bit from both because Witcher on the other hand, like could maybe like or you could make the argument that it suffers a little bit from the fact that you have to play Geralt. No, I don't personally think this, but it would be cool to see a game like that where the other characters are super clearly defined, but maybe you can still make your own character. I'm not sure how that would work, but I wonder if that's something that might happen with Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true actually because they said that you can create your character, yeah. Yeah, you get to create your character but then uh uh, I think the NPCs might feature someone from the board games or novels or whatever. Mm. And I mean, from what I... Again, I haven't played uh, a lot of nearby Bioware games, but uh, for example, in the Mass Effects, uh, apparently, I, I quite like at least the idea of the system where you get to create your own character. But basically, it's kind of like you have... Well, you're either male or female, you can change your appearance, yeah. But like story-wise, you kind of have a couple of distinct paths. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think that's still better than not having anything at all, really. Like, not having any personality whatsoever. Like, yeah. taking, say, Fallout 4, where basically, yeah. I guess they try to do the same thing, but there just isn't really anything. <laughs> I mean, we've, you already discussed this in the, the, the in the show, I think, but yeah. it's quite a, quite a thing. The whole, like, 
sarcastic personality type, which is apparently a thing. <laughs> and yeah, I noticed that. I, I don't know if I mentioned in in uh, Devcast, but I went through uh, Fallout 4 recently, and I, I have to say, I I noticed that there is just that one personality type of answer, mm-hmm. uh, like the sarcastic one, and then there, of course, yes, there is the like being nice, and then there's the being indifferent. Yeah, <laughs> and that's but it. Being like, nice, that's it. But being nice is like super uninteresting. You know, like it's it's really just like I don't know, like it's it's just bland. And then mm-hmm. the being indifferent is probably even more bland. So basically, yeah. the only actual way of actually having a character is to be sarcastic, which mm-hmm. is a bit weird. Because why just not then do the you know which are three thing and just yeah yeah your character is this sarcastic dude who just doesn't give a fuck and then just mm-hmm. you know go full on with that and actually mm-hmm. at least have that work because now maybe it's there's some bit- kind of a like maybe there's a, like an internal conflict in the like uh, designing how how dialogue and the character responses work in that game because i didn't i never had that problem where i felt like being nice was bland but that's maybe that's because i i didn't want to like i didn't want to create a specific character so to speak i mostly just kind of played the game and i guess i was uh immersed in it or something yeah i mean like... it, it worked for me too because i like to play personally i always especially my first playthrough i play like a good character and i want to be a nice yeah. guy and i want to be a friend there but stuff like that and i think that's kind of what they banked on uh, in mm. that most people are gonna probably gonna do that and for those people, you are not going to notice that you don't have options because you would mm-hmm. pick the nice options yeah. anyway. Like, so I, it didn't really, it wasn't that bad for me necessarily. But at some point it was like, I don't have any nuance to anything. Like, I mean, yeah. even if I play good character, I appreciate situations where I have to make a decision. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like games where they're like, fuck you being good. You're going to be evil and we're going to only give you this one time. Like, which one do you kill? Like, fuck you. Like this, it yeah. almost feel like, you know, the game is a Batman villain and I'm Batman. You know, the game is Joker and I'm Batman. It's like, you, I'm going to force you to shoot somebody. Like, I don't like that. But if you put some ambiguity, be ambiguity in there and let me like be good in different ways. Like, for example, you know, do I spare, you know, this this bad guy or, or do I do I kill them or whatever? Like, yeah, a little bit deeper than that, but you, I, I think you get the point. I wonder hmm. if it's something, something to do. It, it has something to do with the fact that they drop all the moral system and the uh, the <clears throat> New Vegas's the um, affection system with the different factions. Cause I mean, New then, Vegas was of course not Bethesda, so there's yeah. that too. Um, but they could have mm. sort of took. Yeah, they they could have, and they probably should have. And they Mm kind of, in a way, have that, because they kind of have, you know, the Brotherhood, and they have the Institute, and they have the blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But, like, they're not really factions, and they don't really react to the things you do if they are not scripted. They do react to scripted things, but, like, outside of that, it's quite... So since there's no, like, moral system or or, uh, this uh, affection system with the with the factions then what it doesn't make any like there's no point of being bad it just means that you don't get the missions or whatever yeah so pretty much the, that's that's yeah. the big that's the why there isn't like a why, why well why there is not a good bad choice <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i get what you mean but the in uh Bethesda's slight defense there is some kind of uh uh, dislike and like system like uh, NPCs can in some occasions um, it can depend on what you did before uh-huh. and what your like standing is and their reaction to your choice within like for example ending a quest in a particular way mm-hmm. the NPCs might uh, they might leave your party, or they might. Uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. they might even even attack you. Yeah, yeah the yeah, companions. But it's yeah. with only with the f- like the companions. Yeah, and so I don't. I, I don't oh. ever do yeah. like, use companions because they just get stuck Same and here. mess everything up. Yeah, that's up. fucking annoying. Yeah, so it's kind of like because yeah, from what I understand, if you play it with a companion, it becomes a lot, you know, more immersive in that regard. So I think what they banked on is that every everybody's gonna play a good shooter and everybody's mm-hmm. gonna play with a companion. And then yeah. it works quite nicely. But if you diverge from that in any way, then mm-hmm. the illusion sort of breaks. I mean, the other big problem, of course, is that you, they only have four, four dialogue buttons. 
and one of them is always going to be give me more information and one of them is always going to be just let me go and shoot stuff and then because yep. one of them is always going to be sarcastic there's not that much nuance there yeah. mm-hmm. there's a lot more you can do with your companion characters in Fallout 2 for example uh, you can talk to them in oh, yeah. many more meaningful ways and they are they're all like f- uh, fully written out uh, replies that you give them there's no like just one word there and you have to guess what your character says that's yeah. that's another really really big thing that like i i would really hope that the industry maybe at least like maybe not triple a triple a i guess can keep trying to have voice acting dialogue for everything but i would like to see like double a type of stuff where they do it the way where it used to be done where like maybe the first you know sentence is voiced or the characters yeah. general like how they're feeling is voiced like you know they can just say like you know oh, i'm so happy to meet you and they're happy and then the actual dialogue what they say is something completely different and you know they like kind of like bounce off of each other but then like you, you know you can have a lot of written content and you can have a lot of reactions and stuff mm-hmm. like that but the over every character only has like say eight lines for example indicating different emotions or whatever so there is yeah and, yeah and and you know it goes a long way to then also have like these like not really words but just like, voices that they do like yeah yeah, oh, could, yeah, yeah exactly mm. that that could work i i've been thinking that 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 might be actually even better that you just have these grunts and voices and like mm. if they're angry like even if it becomes a bit comical but just like Argh! when they're angry <laughs> and stuff like that you know it, it could really work depending on your world especially we need yeah. to have the um the way that in mass effect universe the l cores talk so we could have like microsoft sam talk like uh I'm very amused, is it? and then and then they say the line that they were going to say. But this is yeah. this is something I've been really really thinking about. Though actually, it's like voice synthesizers because they've been getting quite okay. Mm-hmm. So if you were to do like a sci-fi type of a game where all the characters are like cyborgs or robots or whatever, I think even with modern technology, you could get away with it that you just have text to speech while mm-hmm. written. Yeah, and that would be really 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 cool actually. Especially if it was in, in like a Bethesda type game that's moddable, you know, because then modders, it doesn't matter what dialogue they create, you know, it's still going to be voice acted. Yeah. yeah. So that could be yeah. a nice middle ground too. I mean, because it's not quite there yet. Like if you listen to a lot of that, like it's still a little bit off, but it's, you know, it could work for something like this. <laughs> and then what and you could the do is, yeah. You could have like your, you know, main narrator or whatever main characters that are normally voice acted, for example. And maybe then the system would start laughing at some points randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it extra creepy. Yeah, I'm gonna be so creeped out the first time I hear a synthesized voice module laughing. It's going to be so, like, uncanny valley. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, that's that's true. That they cannot really, they can handle like you know, text that is actual text, but they cannot really handle onomatopoeia very well. Like, mm. you know, just sounds. But I guess that could be one thing too, is I think you can teach, like you can use machine learning to derive like a voice synthesizer voice from an actual person's samples. So you could make the uh, voice actors do like the laughs and stuff like that. And then, you know, machine learning, and then just give them like a bunch of, you know, text bunch of written dialogue and then the computer learns to emulate that and kind of like you know do it somehow like that that could work isn't that something that the uh adobe is already doing with their photoshop for voices i think so yeah and there's a bunch of companies that that was really spooky when i saw that one video where they showcased it it was like they took someone's like voice that a line of voice that they talked and then just typed in something and then the uh ai sort of figured out how it's going to sound and then it's just inserted itself into the sentence and it sounded exactly like they would have spoken it themselves yeah. and a bunch of bunch of companies have been doing that for because i remember like quite a long back way way like back already looking at some like core you know uh, vsts you know and how they can make like you know synthesizer cores to sing whatever mm. you want basically but of course, those are usually sample-based. Like, they yeah. just have samples yeah. for each vowel. And because there's so many voices on top of each other, you don't really notice. Um, but still, I remember being super impressed, and that's a long time ago. Yeah. And in the end, I mean, sound is just samples of, you know, something between one to zero, 
uh, at a certain rate. And that's it. Mm. So in, technically, it's not supposed to be that complicated, but of course, that's oversimplifying simplifying it by a large degree. But yeah, it would be still really cool to have have some game where like it's actually you know kind of emergent and you know all the voice everything can be voice acted you can, and you can have like really wild reactions to things yeah i mean totally for a let's say like a system shock four or whatever yeah yeah, yeah something. you know you could totally have an, an ai ai character who speaks to you in procedural uh dialogue yeah that would be actually really cool that the, the dialogue itself would be procedurally yeah yeah yeah, like, like not just really, a voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it would be really cool if somebody did like a Bethesda type of open world game, but everybody, you know, everybody's robots, and kind of like it's canon that they are a little bit janky and they are a little bit stupid, and like <laughs> yeah. you know, that then they make voiceless. I can't believe that character is dead. I cared about them very much. <laughs> ah, you know, like like Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Oblivion. like it, it could be could be really fun because I it, mean something like that. It's like it's it's always fun. Like I mean, people are making yeah. jokes about Oblivion to this day because it's so silly. I wouldn't be surprised if Bethesda would be the first ones to do this. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't really innovate in that regard, though. They yeah, innovate in the their time. marketing, in 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 overselling the what their AI can do. That's where they innovate. Yeah, but their their threshold for being janky is low enough. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine. Oh, my wind. Yeah, my window says we've got an update for you. <laughs> like suddenly, just just like out of nowhere, we get an update for you, and you know, it's so. the spring creators update that will most likely destroy all computers. <clears throat> all right, right. Your your update is scheduled for eighteen oh five. Another time. I guess I'll press another time. Or we will finish in 15 minutes. If I suddenly cut off and my voice is being replaced by an AI procedural, <laughs> procedural voice, then you know what happened. Procedural dialogue, start, yeah. yeah. If Matthias starts to sound like Cortana. I would very much like to talk about Dark Souls. Yeah, it's just that we know. <laughs> Have Machine you guys learning heard has figured of the out Halo the series? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult to procedurally generate <laughs> this content. Yeah, can we actually, now that we're at this subject, can we just basically sample all of us four and then randomly generate the rest of these podcasts? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, like, it, you know, we make a bot that like looks at, uh, it tries to analyze like gaming related news. And then it has like certain things it has to mention, such as Dark Souls and Bethesda games, stuff like that. <laughs> and then it just automatically creates. Actually, have you seen that there was that Twitch stream where they had like two uh, chatbots talking to each other? Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was no, amazing. It's going to be something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, oh, the awkward jokes that they were trying to make and all the... <laughs> yeah, they uh, kept forgetting. Borderline, like... borderline racist and like... Um, like all, all these things they say it's, it was goddamn hilarious yeah and they like kept forgetting who they were so they gave yeah. like, like and like for example like the other one would remember what the other one had said they were but the other was no I'm not <laughs> I'm random name and they just no you just said that you are other random name and just yeah and they were swapping genders <laughs> yeah yeah they were swapping all genders the time and... <laughs> they're very modern yeah they were yes, very modern yeah, but it it would be something something like that. But it's it's really cool to see all this this tech evolve. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm. since I feel I also feel like sound in in, in uh, like as a whole is a little bit behind in innovations, mm. in, like compared to graphics. There there hasn't ha happened too much in sounds. Yeah, that is, I guess I guess the biggest guess... one was was we are with the like mm. spatial sound. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, VR has um, been pushing it, pushing it now, because for mm -hmm. for VR it becomes quite obvious that when the sound just doesn't work quite okay, so to speak. So, because I mean, mm -hmm. there's been so many attempts at like simulating space and stuff like that, but I guess now they're kind of getting somewhere. Yeah, and there's been a few few games that have done sound in a different and very very good way, like for example, for example, Battlefield. Uh, going back to even to bad company one uh for the playstation 3 and xbox 
360, the sound design and everything in that was very, very different from the time. Like uh. everything had much more like an oomph and there was this spatial, uh, the sound had spatial awareness, I guess. Like if you were <laughs> indoors, it would sound very different from if you were outside or if you were in a small room or a big room. And I think and Battlefield is, yeah, is the one where like for the gun sounds, they mm -hmm. like had like some ridiculous amount of microphones and they actually recorded the guns and like they had all over the place, you know, microphones. Yeah. And then in game, it like picks the relevant sample based on where the gun is compared to you. Yeah. And of course, then they apply all the processing to it too. But yeah. even just the samples, they have a ton of. Yeah. Uh, it's been evolving uh, like with each iteration of the game. Um, but some, one thing that it, it, it couldn't do as well as, uh, for example, Rainbow Six Siege does, is that what if the sound comes behind from behind a wall, mm -hmm. which mm. is something that Siege does extremely well. Doesn't Siege if, have some weird thing where if you like break a wall, it changes how sound comes through. Like yeah. it can come through the hole and stuff like. There that. was some something something very interesting happening with how they calculate like <laughs> what is the uh, EQ and pitch of the sound that you're gonna hear. Like it it makes these. Um, uh, let's see if I can find it. There was a Gamma Sutra article about. Because I remember the, there being uh, like quite system. crazy crazy tech and like it's all about like listening to footsteps and listening where the yeah. you know, sounds are and like how they sound so you can figure out okay so there's a guy there and it's mm, pretty cool never played siege but yeah it sounds really really cool that's also sounds very similar to what for example steam audio and not any other sound propagation system oh yeah it's, steam it's audio came out like um at some mm -hmm. point when after yeah, siege so. had come out mm -hmm. yeah and it like looked on the paper it looked very similar yeah and there's there's been attempts to these systems like this before but i think steam audio for example is like now it's kind of becoming mainstream mm -hmm. because of vr yeah. largely yeah. i sent you the uh the slack i put the article where you can see what, yeah. what's happening like there is uh like multiple um spots in each wall like if there's a a hole made in the wall at that uh, area it will change how the sound is uh, played to the player yeah and so all it's these kinda kinds like of things reflection probes for sound mm -hmm. in a way yeah that's yeah. yep that's awesome that's pretty much the idea yes yeah that's that, that's the kind of the thing that i'm talking about like uh in addition to having like more and more sound assets as in having more samples, this is the kind of thing that we should be doing because this is this is the thing that makes it sound more and more lively, and like especially like the uh, obscuring of sound, the sound source with with something in between you and the the and the sound source. That's that's like one thing that kind of may go uh, unnoticed because uh, if he, if we ha actually had that modeled really really nicely it would uh make all these tiny tiny changes like all over the soundscape and then the the end product that we hear when we would just play the game i i'm willing to bet that it would actually sound uh, a lot more realistic but in a maybe kind of hard to describe way yeah i think one thing hampering our like the evolution of audio in games is that people have got awful audio equipment. Yes, that's in they general. They keep buying the goddamn gaming uh, headsets. <laughs> yeah. Or if they, if they even have worst one, audio. It, they might just yeah. play from, if they're on a console, they might just use the speakers on the television yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. Especially that. that's something that people, it's, it feels like, like people don't really uh, respect audio as much as they respect visuals for whatever mm. reason. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's, like uh, that it used to be this way and that it just has kept on going this way or if it's that the consoles pushed the graphics at some point so people were buying buying larger uh, more expensive TVs so they but even there like visuals. people don't really know what they look for you know they are just this is a yeah. bigger and more expensive TV so mm -hmm. I think even then it's like it just happens to be that it's harder to and and not as economically viable to fuck up a TV than it is yeah. to fuck up headphones. 
Yeah, and yeah. it's really easy to notice the difference between non-HD and HD yeah. and then HD and full HD and then again full HD and 4K yeah. when, when it's yeah. very different. To and, and regardless audio. of that, I think the other big, big thing is that shit, you know, bad speakers might sound good. Like, I mean, it's the easiest trick in the book is just boost the bass. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just fucking have a lot of bass. And then nothing else really matters, you know. And they're like, "Oh, this song sounds so fucking good. Yeah, it's so powerful." Yeah. Yeah. Of of course, uh, there's also the fact that well, well, we humans are much more in tune with our visual uh, senses mm-hmm. than than uh, than the audio mm. sense. And then the fact that I think I would say as well that because people have been watching movies and TV series for so long, and sounds there are not they're way 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 unrealistic because they yeah, are yeah. usually yeah because they they are such compromises especially because mm-hmm. you are you're like the sound is probably i mean 5.1 for example like it's still kind of like not a mainstream adapted thing no it's usually mm-hmm. just stereo like from the from the front of you and it has to sound sound good so it's it's quite yeah and, and now it's that's uh, being countered with this like dolby atmos and all these things where uh which are like virtual 5.1 systems uh. like that have become much more mainstream like within yeah. the past few years and it's like history re- repeats itself because in the past there have been like tons and tons of uh, different kinds of uh, media uh, like sound media where mm-hmm. uh, multi-channel like surround uh setups have been possible but they just never broke through people never bought them people never got the equipment to use them because it because reasons and mm-hmm. it's kind of a shame but I, i i on the other hand i totally understand that it's it's a whole different thing to set yourself up with a um 5.1 listening thing uh, listening system that is like tuned correctly than yeah. it is to set up a normal stereo yep mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of, it's a lot of a lot of work to get it and right. Then you, yeah, and then you get the whole thing that people might be conditioned to think that something that's just objectively wrong. Well, I like it, you know. They like yeah. it. Uh, and then you get stuff like loudness war, for example, which is a completely ridiculous thing where like mm-hmm. music just has to... I mean, there's been a big counter push to it now, but like especially yeah. a little bit back, like every song just has to be mastered to be like as loud as possible. Because if you don't do that, the other guy is gonna do that, and mm-hmm. then your song is gonna sound like shit, shit to the average consumer after their song that was super loud. Yeah, so like... and also that happened like that happened with uh, Bioshock Infinite, and it's a shame because that game is like super fluid. It's so nice to play, uh, but the sound production in that game. Oh, I mean the sounds themselves are great, but they sound like they're mastered to like zero digital so hard that you know having headphones on and playing the game is almost a little bit painful because the sounds are so super crisp and i bet that they are there they did it because the game was also supposed to be a big thing on uh, on consoles where people sit on the couch many meters away from the tv and you were you had to hear everything really loudly and clearly so they compressed everything And you know it's it's just just a shame. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, I guess but, I should play yeah. through Infinite again now that you mention it. <laughs> it's been a long time. I mean, I kinda remember liking it in a way, but yeah. I like the like for example the little string hits they do when you do headshots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember liking like those bits, but it is true that if I think about it, like I do remember it being very like compressed or whatever very like mm. yeah, really in compa- your face. compartmentalized the audio yeah yeah but it's a yeah it's a good game and i remember saying in a previous devlog or devcast that uh i didn't like it as much as the previous bioshocks because infinite was already too polished and yeah i still think so it's it's still somehow uh, it's it it's so kind of easy to play i guess i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it's somehow lacking some kind of uh grit and some kind of uh, it's it's lacking something that the other uh, previous ones had I mean, but it's, it's still super, a fantastic game super like streamlined at least yeah streamlined yeah 
Because like That's you don't thing. really get to get to mess around or like you don't really have like it's 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 pretty linear. And then all the stuff like you can only have was it like two weapons at the time yep. and stuff like that and it's quite oh yeah yeah that's true i, I actually forgot that it, you only have two weapons yeah and then for me it what had... happened is that i've already upgraded like some of the early game weapons yeah and then it's kind of like i don't want to use these new ones because i've already upgraded the relatively boring old ones and then even if i pick some fancy rocket launcher or whatever well, i'm never gonna get ammo for it and then i'm just sabotaging myself because mm -hmm. that's 50 percent of my arsenal that i cannot use most of the time so it had some really yeah. questionable design decisions I guess because in some ways it wanted to stay true to the originals, but then in some ways it wanted to go with the flow of the or the trends of the time. Yeah. And then it's just made this uh, very, very not well working. Like it would have uh, been. I bet it would have been a lot better game if it had come out after the new Doom. Because the new Doom was kind of like the turning mm -hmm. point yeah. where like it doesn't matter if you can carry 10 guns. It doesn't matter if you don't have reloading. It doesn't, yeah. you know, just make it fun to shoot stuff. Yeah. Because <clears throat> Bioshock, I think, would be a perfect game to do. Like, especially Infinite. Because it's like you go around on your skyhook rail things and stuff. Like, you use your pseudo-magic power, stuff like that. Like, yeah. That would be a perfect game for two Doom type. Like, just keep shooting. And it doesn't... Uh, only weapon that needs to be reloaded is the shotgun. And it's, you know... <clears throat> Now that you guys mention it, I actually, I think one of the reasons I like uh, the, all these old shooters is that is the fact that you can carry all your weapons at once after you found them. Now, like, I remember playing some later games where it was like cool, like, where you had to decide which guns you carry carry along. Like, for example, fear. Like, you get you you're given the choice to change up your weapons quite often and often enough, so you won't get bored or anything. But uh, there's still something really cool about being able to carry everything at once and not really caring, yeah. and and being able to switch to uh, to whatever weapon you want in yeah. order to complete a like a combat scene in a flashy way if you want. And yeah, yeah, and like maybe certain enemies you like using, you know, certain weapons are better against them or whatever. Yeah. Like the whole being restricted, it works if the game is built around it. Like if it's more a tactical experience and it's supposed to like, you're supposed to kind of take breaks and think like, or maybe it's supposed to be a stressful experience where you have to make quick decisions, like which weapon do I ditch? But it becomes mm -hmm. super annoying because in all of FPS, you know, you've killed all the enemies in an area. And there's nothing, there's just guns on the floor. And then you're going around like, do I want this or do I not want this? And I want it. like nothing is happening. You're just <laughs> walking around and like looting corpses and like leaving guns on the floor. That just yeah. kills the kills the progression. Yeah, I think for example the two weapon system, I believe it was a two weapon system in the Metro series works really well because that oh, okay. is then again it it works with the rest of the game. Uh, like yeah, it's yeah. A, sort of a survival game. Like you have to collect the uh, ammunition from the from the ground. Like I'm always whenever like, you can. I'm always currency, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's that thing. Like even if you don't use a specific weapon that uses a specific ammo type, then you can use that ammo type to buy stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's quite a nice nice way of doing it. But in general, like if you take something like I think Bios of Infinite is a perfect example. Like it doesn't need to be because it's not realistic anyway, in any mm -hmm. way, shape or form, especially on the higher difficulty. Because none of how the guns work makes any sense. So why cannot you just have all of them with you? <laughs> or at least a lot more of them. <clears throat> hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that now we're seeing this like ID has, you know, there's the new Doom and there's the, well, that, that Wolfenstein is smashing games, but it's the same thing too, that just like, just mm. let people have fun and have as many guns as they want and do stupid stuff and just, if your game is about shooting stuff and not mm -hmm. managing, you know, your resources, if it's a shooting yeah. game, then let people shoot. Have you guys played Rage? Yes. Mm. I haven't actually. Do you recommend it? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's hard to say yes or no to that. It's uh, it has its like it has its good points, but then there's also lots of bad design calls. So uh, yeah, if if you have it already, or okay. if you can find it uh, for relatively cheap and you're not super crazy about it, then 
go ahead and try it. But if you had mm. to buy it full price, I probably wouldn't. It's it's not that incredible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, es- especially now, if you played after like Doom and and and, and mm. the new Wolfenstein games and everything, because it's also uh, sort of falls in between, in a way. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just mostly interested because I'm I'm s- sort of going through the backlog of uh, eat games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm eventually. Well, I'm Daikatana is not an eat game, but it's still <laughs> John, it's John Romero's game. So I need to get through that and. Uh, you know, Rage is one of those games that I also didn't play when it came out. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's a very interesting if you wanna if you want the uh, if you wanna see the evolution of it, then it's a re- very interesting game. Yeah, you can see some uh, things that actually carried on to the new Doom, uh, things that almost got into the new Doom. <laughs> that um, yeah. By the way, have you checked the No Clip uh, Doom documentary? Yeah, I, st- I started watching, and I think I watched like three quarters. I mm-hmm. I had to stop uh, midway uh, the second episode, but okay. I'm gonna finish it soon. Yeah, because there's also like you can um, if you play Rage and then you play the New Doom, and when they explain what almost happened to the New Doom, it makes like complete sense. And oh, right, and right. when they when they show you some clips of the prototype for the the doom that we never got um you can see where they were going with it uh. Uh, hmm. but yeah otherwise as a as a game it's really mediocre at least in my mind but as a history piece it's very interesting yeah did it have like uh non-dynamic shadows or something did i remember wrong it was the i think f- First, it came to use the mega textures. Yeah, it had that. Yeah, now that you, it only had baked shadows, I think. And then yeah. people were having a lot of problems running it. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so if, you had, if you had AMD hardware and you tried to play that game, well, tough luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably didn't run at all. Kind of sounds like Daikatana. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Daikatana is like the Duke Nukem Forever of of <laughs> games that came out before Duke Nukem Forever. Because it took a long time to come out, right? Mm-hmm. And it had the whole, like... I mean, everybody knows the goddamn marketing campaign. The, like, John Romero is going to make you his bitch. I think yeah. it was yeah. just the red page and then just that in the middle. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a bold move. <laughs> Didn't quite fail yeah. off at the end. <clears throat> they, they really kind of got out of hand. But... Uh, I'm following John Romero uh, on Twitter now, and he seems like a like a like a person who has maybe learned something about that incident, <laughs> that time of his life. And you know, I I also read about this uh, Daikatana <laughs> incident uh, in in a games history book, and mm-hmm. it was a really interesting and evocative read, uh, and not not also. Not also because, um, not just because, uh, Ion Storm is also the the developer for Deus Ex, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's it's kind of crazy to think that uh, it's the same company, well, different division, but same company that made Daikatana and Deus Ex One. Yeah, and I that's how it goes. I watched a speedrun of Daikatana was in like Games and Quick last time, maybe. And honestly, like, it looked like it had a lot of... I think they had, like, some fan patchers, or it was, like, patched after a fact or something like that. But it wasn't, like, too bad, considering. But I guess mm-hmm. it's the same problem as with Dune Nukem Forever, where it's okay, maybe. But, like, it had so much hype, and it took so long, and it was remade so many times, that it just kind of didn't meet the expectation expectations whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about Duke Nukem, did you know that there's a movie coming out? Oh, With no, I John, didn't. John Cena as the Duke. What the? Oh, so it Are wasn't a joke. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check. But I think this was uh, the news uh, like a month or two ago. Oh my, yeah, well, the... It's gonna be a blockbuster. Yeah, John Cena might be in in a Duke Nukem movie, Polygon. Yeah, negotiations. Yeah. 
That would be hilarious. But it would be kind of harsh because we wouldn't see Duke in the movie at all. Mm. Oh, yeah, because you can. I have to confess I am outside of this joke. What What's going on? I can't see John Cena. Yeah, it's it's part of the meme that you can't see him. <laughs> John, John Cena. Uh, uh, the WWE. But he was like yeah, derived from the fact that his name is Cena, which contains scene. Mm-hmm. And he cannot yes. be seen. But I, maybe that's where he got this, but he's got like his tagline or whatever, I think. <laughs> yeah. He cannot be seen. Yeah, right. yeah but it's gonna be that's gonna be pretty interesting. Because I I figure like John Cena is like this good guy. He's like anti bullying and he's like he's mm-hmm. uh like a very very he fights for what's right and and Duke Nukem is like a <laughs> dude who just It's the same. Just kicks alien butt choose bubblegum and, and he's all out of gun. Has, and gets yeah. gets all the chicks and yeah. the chick. Uh, well, I mean, Duke Nukem kicks again, but because the aliens took the chicks. Yeah, yeah that's the reason. He's a very guy. deep, deep and sophisticated character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and <laughs> talking about game game movies, also there's gonna be a movie up, uh, about Just Cause. Okay, that which is like a... which is going to have uh, Jason Momoa as uh, Rico Rodriguez, I think. But aren't okay. Just Cause games notorious for having absolutely horrible, like, plots and everything? Like, they are, yep. basically... But I guess if it's a B-movie, like, intentionally silly, funny movie, yep. it could work. And it just has a yeah. ton of explosions and, yeah. and well, shooting. Well, Just Cause, they, they are just basically B-action movies. Yep. With big yeah. explosions and effects. So will it be directed by Uwe Boll? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> I hope he's not making any movies anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I actually went and well, watched all of the Blood Rain movies. Oh God! <laughs> Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was worth it. The third one was actually like it was pretty funny at points because it was it went so <laughs> far with the uh, fight fighting against Nazis in a in a really stupid way. Mm-hmm. Cliche, so it was kind of funny at some points but mm-hmm. the rest of the series was pretty pretty strange and they also like they changed the the main actress after the first movie already i think so mm-hmm. yeah oh. <laughs> why why did why did people give uberball uh, first of all the ips and then second of all money well i mean ips i'm not sure i i guess it's like Kind of like I mean, any publicity is publicity, and I'm money. If I remember correctly, it had something to do with some German like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I might yeah, be completely yeah. wrong Lippo. about this, but there, there was some like uh, German version of Hollywood accounting where like it doesn't matter if it bombs, or it it might even be better if it bombs, because <laughs> like you somehow they like pay for you. Like if if you lose money on it, the state buy, uh, pays for it or something like that. Like, yeah. Sure. But now, there, it was now something that you like that. It. Yeah, now that you mention it, I, I I recall something. So like similar. the incentive, it was almost incentivizing him to fuck them up, so that yeah. he got like like it was something like that. I think the last last movie I saw from him was Postal, and I I well, that that <laughs> movie is something else. How can you even like screw that up? Because yeah, I mean I haven't seen seen it, but like Postal is just stupid violence. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that hard to do stupid violence. The movie. Yeah, it had like that? maybe two good jokes. One first one is right in the beginning of uh, beginning of the movie, which didn't uh, it have something to do with like terrorists that are? Or do I remember wrong that it starts with like terrorists flying a plane? to the world trade center yeah 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 yeah, yeah and, and the th- joke was that they were doing it and then they realized that fuck we we don't want to do this we want to go to bahamas and then they oh yeah and then the people, people break the in the cabin break in yeah. and then they accidentally crashed the plane um, <sighs> and then there was another joke uh which is from straight from the game where the, he puts a cat uh on a gun and use it as, <laughs> as a, a silencer, silencer yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> And somehow the cat survives. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Cat anatomy and everything, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like it like like it survives in the game also, like in Postal 2. It survives oh, a couple yeah. of shots. <laughs> oh, and, then it fly- and then it flies off and splatters in the jibs. Yeah. 
So that's Postal 2 for you. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, Postal 1 is quite different. And I oh, yeah. like I wouldn't be actually opposed to, to watching a, a indie movie about it because it's actually super dark. And mm-hmm. it's like it's really actually depressing if you if you play the game and kind of at least try to take it seriously because that's like it's not about crutch jokes. It's it's about like really what sounds like madness. Isn't and it's supposed it's to one the one where you can technically beat the game without killing anybody? Uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't think maybe. so. It's one of the postal games where in every level, like th- one was like you're waiting on a queue or whatever, and you just have to wait like some ridiculous amount of time, mm-hmm. and then That's... you just beat the level, for example. So you well, can... uh, in Postal Two, there is a there is a quest where you wait in line. But that's like they aren't levels. That's an, like an. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's more like yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Postal One is is a top down, top yeah. down game. I just remember that in one of those games, I remember reading an article that I'm not that familiar with uh, with them, but that you can beat the whole game, like beat all the quests or whatever, without killing anybody. So it's kind of like a commentary mm. that the player will mm-hmm. snap actually, and start killing people, even though yeah, they actually, don't absolutely need to. Not that you mention it, I think you're right. I think it's. I think that's postal too, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that you say it. I think I, that's how they advertised it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like the idea being that that eventually you're gonna snap because the game gets so freaking ridiculous, like it yeah. does in the end. Okay. Like everybody gets more and more, like uh, the different factions in the game get more and more hostile towards you and start shooting at you for no reason at all. Like the game is divided into days, and mm. when you get to Friday, er- everybody shoots at you, and 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 it's actually raining cats from the sky, <laughs> and they hurt you. Like it's it's actually quite genius how how absurd it gets. Mm-hmm. And if there wasn't so many like uh, idiot jokes and so many so much like toilet and so much so much crutch jokes in there, mm-hmm. it might actually be crafty game but <laughs> it is what it is yeah and about postal one i mean they made a redux version like uh they built the game on a new uh, engine and released it on steam like yeah last year or something yeah, they mm. and then i guess that, like some people have been saying like uh, the game hatred is basically like postal one but it's not quite because um Hatred doesn't have any of, like, it has no nuance. It's just, like, uh, kill people and that's it. I mean, Postal, Hatred, Postal. Hatred is a, like, shitty clickbait game made by some random, I don't know, they're probably yeah. from some ex-Soviet country. And it's just, <laughs> from what I've seen, like, it's absolute garbage. And the only reason oh. it basically got anywhere is because of the controversy. And they just, because it's, it's not even, like, like... It shouldn't even be controversial, is the thing. It's not really that dark comparatively, mm-hmm. but it's they just themselves jerked it off like, oh, it's so edgy, you kill mm-hmm. people. Like, Whoa. I mean, I mean, the game had some like uh, redeeming factors. For example, the lighting in the game is looks and the game itself looks. Well, I mean, it's nice. it's unreal. So yeah, it's just stock stuff. I I've seen very bad. Yeah, well, that's true. Too, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, not the worst. It had some interest. It has some interesting, like uh, the destructible environments and such. But yeah, the the game, like the whole game, is not not good. <laughs> it's just like uh, probably all the sales have gone to some edgy teenagers, probably. But um, so is this a top uh, top down game? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a top down like postal like game, but with like considerably less smart and mm-hmm. and also like the thing is that in postal you are def- definitely an anti like you're not not even an anti-hero you're just you're kind of a dick or whatever and it's just a dude mm. but yeah. um hatred is like <laughs> has this kind of like it kind of almost fetishizes the main character he's this edgy mm-hmm. you know dude who's gonna avenge you know the shitty society or whatever like and it doesn't even do that in any way well it's mm-hmm. just it was just bad yeah. Plus, the, there are some shady things going on with the devs, but mm. let's not dive too yeah, deep. We're already, like, we're already like approaching one hour of content. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was a very good uh, conversation on the weather system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, I mean, it was just a starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I think we should wrap it up here. So thanks for the weather chat and, <laughs> and everything else. And let's uh, let's keep going uh, in the next episode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. hear you all then. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Mm-hmm. See ya. Bye.